Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor people one-on-one -on -one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible segment on InTheBible.com. Well, today our guest will be speaking on the topic of adultery. And we're going to go through the scriptures and see exactly what God has to say. And our special guest is Alif. Mr. Alif, what is it that you know that the Lord is saying about adultery? Well, God uh, speaks about adultery in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, in Exodus 20 and 14, as well as Deuteronomy 5 and 18, it's very clear. He says, you shall not commit adultery. And then in the New Testament... He says in Mark 10, 19, you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud and honor your mother and father. And he says pretty much the same in Luke 18 and 20. Okay. And with some of us may not be familiar with what adultery is. So what exactly is adultery? Or some of us may have just a simple understanding of what adultery is. Okay. I'll give you from Leviticus 20 and 10. If a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. So it's basically sleeping with someone who is not your spouse or sleeping with someone else who is married spouse. Okay, so you're saying that the Lord is telling us that if we commit adultery, it could be us just having sex with somebody that is married is also how adultery is looked at. Am I correct? Right. As long as one of those parties is married and the person that they're sleeping with is not married to them, it is adultery. Okay. Is there any other ways that adultery is happened in the Bible other than just marriage? Is there another way? Yes. God actually views um, his relationship between him and us as a covenant slash marriage relationship. So anytime we go away from him to something else, he considers that adultery. So if we look at James 4.4, 4, it says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. He also says in Jeremiah 3, 6-9, During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what the faithless Israel has done? She has gone up on every high hill, and under every spreading tree, and has committed adultery there. I thought that after she had done all this, she would return to me, but she did not, and her unfaithful sister Judah saw it. I gave faithless sister Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery. Because of Israel's immorality mattered so little to her, she defiled the land and committed the adultery with stone and wood. So this is where God links adultery to idolatry. When he mentions stone and wood, he's talking about making idols and putting our loyalties into other things that are not him. Okay, so if we decide that we're going to like other things, that's also a form of adultery as well, correct? Correct. Okay, what are some of the things that we can like more than God? Oh, there's many things. I mean, we can commit adultery with actual false idols, and that's where most people get stuck. They think it's that. But we can also commit adultery with 
money. We can commit adultery with people that we put um, ahead of God in our lives. We can commit adultery with our careers or our jobs. There's, there's tons of things that we can put in God's place in our hearts. Okay. And so I, I see that in the Bible, it also says something about adultery and divorce. How does adultery and divorce work? Okay. Let's look at First uh, Mark 10, verses 9 through 12. It says, Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. So that's one verse that it talks about. So in other words, you're saying that if we divorce our spouse, then that's a scenario where we're actually committing adultery, whether it be a male or a female. Am I correct? That's true. And he repeats, or similar in Luke 16, 18. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So we kind of have an epidemic here in our country where people are getting divorced at alarming rates in not just our country, but around the world. And, you know, sometimes people get divorced because uh, of infidelity and they know that there's adultery going on. But other times, just a divorce and remarriage causes adultery in the Bible, but people don't even know it. And they're going on and going on with their lives, not realizing that they become adulterers or adulteresses. Now, is adultery forgiven by God if your spouse commit adultery? Okay. Yes. And I will tell you why. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, it says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral or idolaters or adulterers nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So just to be clear, it says that the scriptures do say it is forgivable for people like in our example in our Bible, where we go back in the Old Testament, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David lived in a lifelong state of adultery, but they were forgiven and accepted by God. Is that the same way for us? Yes. And he actually says that it can be forgiven and should be forgiven. And if you look at Hosea 3 and 1, it says, The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they return to other gods and have loved the sacred raisin cakes. You're saying even after adultery has been committed, it should be forgiven. Try to forgive if you can, just like God has forgiven his people. Okay, so we're looking at cases that that's one of the sins as far as adultery is concerned that is forgiven by God. But we understand that adultery can happen with idols. Adultery can happen with other people, if we just decide in our marriage that we don't want to be with our spouse other than the case of adultery, then that is also a case of adultery because you cause that person when they marry someone else to commit adultery. Is that correct? Right. So you don't want to be the cause of sin in someone else's life. So you have to recognize the sin you've committed. You have to confess that sin. You have to let your spouse or former spouse know that that is a sin so that both you and your spouse can repent from it. 
And it doesn't mean just to say, I'm sorry, but that means repent means to turn 180 degrees and completely go in the other direction and not to do it again. And then the last thing I want to say, it says in John 8, 3 through 11, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand up before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery in the law. Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone there. Again, he stooped down on the ground and wrote. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go and leave your life of sin. So what would be some things you would tell our listeners about adultery? I would say be very careful about how quickly you divorce because that is a sin. And no no one sin is greater than any other sin, but realize that that is a sin in God's eyes. And it is mentioned several times, as we noted, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So you have to really take that covenant seriously and not just, as Jesus said, divorce for any and every reason. So if your, your spouse is not committing adultery and, and you really, really, really don't have a heart to forgive them, then you need to really consider that divorce is causing more problem than just solving yours. You can cause a problem to come upon someone else. So my, my brothers and sisters out there, I would urge you to really pay attention to adultery because adultery is one of those sins that we don't even look at and we only look at it in one form and just think, oh, because my spouse cheated on me, then that's just adultery. But as we were pointed out today by our by Mr. Alif, we realized that adultery occurs in many different forms. So what would you give our listeners who may be caught in this scenario? What, what advice would you give to them? Let me give that one last scripture. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 4 says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. So remember, anytime you're doing anything like that, you're, you're placing yourself under God's judgment. And remember, judge not lest you should be judged. So you don't want to place yourself in a situation where God is having to judge your actions harshly when it is something completely in, in our control. That's not one of those things where anybody can make you do it. You are in control of that. So don't put yourself in a position to be judged by God. God is created marriage. It's the, his oldest institution created even before the church. So give it the honor and the respect that it deserves. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners as far as adultery is concerned? Just once again, do not be deceived. You know, there, there's many things out there. If you look in Proverbs, there's many, many traps and snares that are out there. And lust and adultery and sexual immorality is one of the biggest traps in our world today. It, it seems normal in today's you know, church non-church society, and it's becoming more and more normal within the church itself. And that is a big trap and a big snare. Um, one of the things you need to look out for in your life as you walk with God.
anything else you have for our listeners today? Just, just always remember that it is what comes out of you that defiles you. You know, not what you put in, but what comes out. So keep those things out of your heart. Keep adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander. Keep those things out of your heart so they will not come out of you and defile you and cause you to sin against God. What's some scenarios that could get you caught in adultery? Um, I, I don't like to use the word caught because God says that he will always give you a way of escape. So it's not really that you're caught. It's just, it's a slippery slope. It's things that you may be missing at home or your spouse may be missing at home and they seem to be offered to you from other places. But God says always drink from the fountain that is your wife. Always return to the wife of your youth. So don't seek those things outside of your home and outside of the marriage bed. Keep that covenant and put God first. Well, listeners, we do thank you for joining us. And we hope that God would be with you in this scenario. Once again, we would like to take time to pray for you. Lord, we thank you today, whether it is morning or evening or night, wherever the person is that is listening to this broadcast. We love you. We honor you. We, we hope to hear you one day say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Lord, we have placed ourselves in your mercy and in your grace, and we ask that you just continue to walk with us, continue to keep us from those things which would call us, cause us to fall into sin and not be able to enter your kingdom of heaven. Lord, continue to walk with us, continue to order our steps, and continue to help us to be a blessing to others and to share what we learn so that none should perish, which is your ultimate goal and desire. We love you, we honor you, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's session on endthebible.com. Until next time, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. For questions, please email us at questions at n-the-bible.com.